Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations, because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Two seven WFNZ Mac and Bone with you. Uh, fourth hour of the show, nine o'clockers. I don't know where you've been, man. We've been having a blast here. We've been talking football full tilt. It is that time of year. Panthers talk, some good college football talk. Uh, there will be some good Panthers talk and college football talk coming up here this hour. A national media member, a former GM in the league, goes off on Frank Reich. I have not heard this yet. I have heard about it. We're going to react to this one uh, live together here in about a minute. Uh, Is this criticism warranted at all? Is this just way too much heat for Frank Reich uh, from uh, this former executive? And then it's Biff time. It's Biff time at 925. The the daily Biff. Charlotte 49er fans, tell your friends, tell your family. It is going to be Biff time. He uh, raised a few eyebrows again yesterday with some very big talk. Some very big talk. We need to get into, is there a method to the madness with his big talk? Like, does he believe what he's saying? We need to uh, examine what is going on inside that brain of one Say, Biff Pogey. It's our daily Biff brief. <laughs> Not Biff in briefs. Although at some point, though... The way he likes to dress, he might coach a game in briefs. <laughs> briefs to go with the cutoff shirt? Okay, okay. How about a line of Biff briefs? <laughs> I wear them. I'll have you take that to the uh, – that, that could be an NIL deal for Charlotte over there. I'll have you take that to the athletic department. So that's Write what's, that down. That's what's coming up this hour on the Mac and Bone Radio Show. Uh, all right, let's get into this. This is um, – Michael Lombardi, former executive in the NFL and a pretty damn opinionated guy. And I respect the fact that he's opinionated. A lot of guys that were in the football business really don't want to insult anybody in the football business. Michael Lombardi never seems to really care. Uh, And that's good. Good for him. This time, though, it sounds like the target is Frank Reich. Listen to what he's saying here about Frank Reich. I've had mul- we've had multiple Panther fans text us and say he went nuclear on Reich, and Panther fans should be furious over over this. Let's judge for ourselves. This is from the GM Shuffle podcast, Michael Lombardi. Was Frank Reich watching the game? Like, I'm just telling you, if Al Davis was the owner of the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich might have got fired today for insubordination. What? Like, to leave that kid out there and let him get the shit kicked out of him the way he did, to me was, I don't know what he was watching. Like, what game was he watching? Why would you continue to let this kid take a beating? You couldn't protect. You got problems. At some point, yeah, we want a guy who's tough. But at another point, like, it's not fair. Me, I have no idea what Frank Wright was doing. Like, I, I, it forced me to ask the question, 
how did he get another job? Like, what are we doing here? If I'm David Tepper, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. I hired this guy because he's an offensive guru. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody to coach the quarterback. I don't want a defensive coach. If this doesn't improve, then it's something going on in practice. What the heck? Did he, did he leave him out? Is, does he get, is he getting Corral confused with Bryce Young? Corral was out there getting thrown around more. I mean, Young obviously got that one hit, but... What, what, he wasn't out there for what he wasn't out there for the whole the whole game here. What are we doing here? I guess he would have yanked him after the first series, is what Lombardi's saying. I, I, that's a little extreme there on the the aggravation at Frank. You, Al Davis would fire him right now. <laughs> what are we doing here, man? Yeah, and, that's and that's that not we, a good thing. And is that what we want to do? Is uh, overreact like uh, the late Al Davis? In his prime, you know what I mean. A Al little, Davis a was a crazy strong. man in his prime. A little strong there. What is he? One of our what is, one of our texters? I okay. So I want to know what y'all think about that one. How strongly Michael Lombardi went after Frank Reich. I get. I, I'm trying to assume. Assume. Trying to figure out what he's thinking. I guess he thinks he should have been pulled after one series. Um, I personally was watching it. I did not. I wanted them in there. I wanted the first team offense in there for every series they played. They look like hot garbage. I wanted them to try to get something positive going. Uh, personally, I don't know how y'all felt about it. Maybe some fans out there agree. Um, he got hit three times. He's going to get hit way more than that in his NFL career. I don't know if it's a diminutive stature that has Michael Lombardi freaking out. Like, oh, my God, they let that little small quarterback get hit over and over again. Like, would he talk about a 6'5 quarterback like this? Hell I don't, no. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he's going to have to take hits. Was the pass protection bad? Of course it was. But were they doing five-step drops and airing it out? No. Just about every pass was a quick quick drop, and, and the ball was out. I said yesterday, Bone, he got the ball out according to Pro Football Focus. Every pass he threw, the average time was 2.03 seconds. It was a quick passing game. It wasn't anything more dramatic than that. The only thing that I criticize Frank Reich for in this same vein is that I don't understand how the coaching staff could put Michael Jordan out there to protect the franchise. I don't know. I, I don't understand what he could have possibly done in training camp. I know the right guard situation is wide open, but this man should not be involved in any battle for any starting position on any offensive line in the NFL. And to put him out there uh, for a series with the first team and protect the dude that is the future of your franchise, I thought that was an absurd decision. And I said that on Monday. But in terms of the whole thing, like he should be, you know, uh, David Tepper should consider firing him or whatever. Like, what the heck is and and, and reevent? Like, why did he? Get, this is why Michael Lombardi thinks he shouldn't have got hired again. I don't understand all that. If you want to say about worried about him the way the offensive line played, a texter said this too. It's one thing to make a football point, like, all right, well, you know what, your choice would have been to get him out as quick as possible. They didn't do that, but that say that, you know, fired and making an indictment on his on his career. It's, it's football points with just way too much hot sauce put on that. Yeah. There's way too much overreaction to a basic football point. You want to make a point? Go ahead. Agree or disagree. But then he goes way too far that Al Davis would have filed. What do we – it's, it's going way that, – that right there sounded like a Panther person on Twitter the last couple of days. <laughs> it's Mike Lombardi yeah, in Panther was, Twitter. You're, you're right. It was – it feels like way over the top. Like, yeah, I think it would be reasonable to say, man, Frank Reich, I think he messed up. He's lucky he got away with it. I don't think he should have left him out there for the second or third. One series. texter said, like, preach on Lombardi right now on the hot seat. <laughs> you're right. He does he, – he does uh, apparently he does uh, sound like some of our fans because some of our fans agree with him. The part that I really didn't understand, too, was where he's like, makes me wonder how Frank Reich got another job. 
I, like what? Just that right there, trying to get his first team offense to produce something. Like I, I don't understand. Again, it was a quick passing game. Um, that's how bad the protection was, and he was still getting hit. But it wasn't like this was a air it out operation. Um, also, like Bryce is going to get hit during games, and he got up. He's fine. Like right. you have to. They don't do a whole lot anymore in Camp Mac at all. The quarterbacks aren't touched. You have to let them. You have to let him get physical a little bit here, so you got to let him get his feet wet. He's his first game ever. He's not, Mac, he's not in year 10, and he's been a franchise quarterback, and we know what he is. He's not like he's you know, Aaron Rodgers and all. He, yeah. He's got to get out there and experience NFL at that level a little bit. So yeah, I, looking at some of these texts, it makes me wonder if some Panther fans don't want Bryce to play in the preseason. You know, But I agree with what you're saying. You do that with veterans. Veterans don't need to play in the preseason. But Bryce Young, I think, needs to. He's not going to take any more snaps, Bone. Like, there's no more joint practices. So, you know, every other snap he takes against another team and a different scheme, different personnel and all that is going to have to come in the preseason games. He has to play. And I agree with Joe Person. Joe Person says he thinks the first-team offense plays more on Friday night. And, and, I, and I don't have a problem with that. Based now, off what if, we saw, they got to get a little bit of a rhythm of some sort. If they go down and it's an 80-yard touchdown drive right away and you want to take them out, great. And I'm sure Frank Reich would have bone. If they went right down, scored a touchdown, I'm sure that would have been it. But Frank Reich was desperately trying to get this first team offense to show something to build off of, to give them some confidence. So I don't think he made a mistake. What do you think about his comment about it makes him wonder how Frank Reich got another job? Like that this What's seems, that all about? That seemed personal. <laughs> like he seemed like there's some vitriol and angst towards Frank Reich that we don't know about. But Matt, remember before we've had multiple incidents with Lombardi. I don't know him personally. I don't think I've ever had him on the show before on our show. We've never booked him. I don't know him, but it feels like he said some things before where we've had to go analyze like what what's he saying here? He says some things in a certain way sometimes where we go we don't hear him all the time, but it's like what this what do you mean by that? What do he say? What does that mean? And that's what I was saying in the intro. He's he's the delivery's a little harsh for the circumstances. Yes, he is opinionated and I respect that. This texture says he is the uh, former executive version of Skip Bayless. He's out outla- he says outlandish things. Yeah, he the way Bone put it is a good one. Put some hot sauce on it. Like you've got a premise that someone made a mistake and then you just try to like like they committed a jaywalking <laughs> they, they they were jaywalking and Michael Lombardi wants to treat it like a murder. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. he just ups the ante, puts the hot sauce however you want to put it as far as as frank Reich getting another job i feel like we gotta let the season play out like three series is into the regular season he was like saying the panthers made a mistake frank Reich is not one of these guys bone i don't think that anybody in the national media other than this dude have questioned him getting another job he had three winning seasons um uh, there in in indy he got good production out of Carson Wentz, which nobody else has gotten in the NFL. It was him in Philly and, and then him in Indy. Um, they didn't give him a consistent, they didn't give him the same quarterback back-to-back years. And he had a new quarterback every year. So I, I thought Frank Reich was a really good head coaching prospect. I, you know, So maybe feel like, yeah, like you said, like does Lombardi have some sort of axe to grind with him? But why would he? Frank is by all accounts like one of the, the nicest dudes in the league. Could you imagine firing a coach after one preseason game? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it for a second, Matt. If we're talking about whoever the new coach is taking over the team after one preseason game, that to me would be the laughable thing. Not, not 
not what we saw on Saturday. We Someone, can see why he's a former executive, right? <laughs> nobody because wants you over, a guy in front of I mean, if you're going to overreact to stuff like yeah. that, you're 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 clinically insane. Someone like, text, get help. Someone texted and says, how long until Darren Gann has a Bryce Young makes people stupid campaign? <laughs> oh, what's our guy? Our guy, Penn State Don, says already starting a petition to bring Matt Rule back. No, Look. he said before that he thinks this was corn. Uh, our our texter corn cob was involved in this. <laughs> um, uh, he does put a bunch of like laugh emojis there. This texter's serious though. You guys, the fact you guys are laughing about what Frank Reich did shows me you don't either know what you're talking about or care about Bryce. The second Bryce was hit on his first pass. I would have personally ran out there if I was Frank Reich you. and carried him off the field like a little baby. Is that a serious text? That's pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty like weird. a serious text? No, like, we either, don't care about Where are you sending that in from, ass. by the way? From the couch, <laughs> where you deserve to be. Come on. Same place Michael Lombardi is on the couch. He's in the damn front office anymore. Uh. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Instant replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. And Walker back on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ reminding you about high school football. It's back, baby, and it all gets started Thursday night with the 2023 high school football kickoff. The night is powered by Ortho Carolina. Action begins at 515 with Cox Mill facing off against Weddington. You can tune in to WFNZ at 8 p.m. to hear Independence versus Mallard Creek live from Memorial Stadium. Head to CLTKickoffWeekend.com for tickets and more information. Again, that's CLTKickoffWeekend.com. Com. We have some Carolina Panthers news coming in. According to Darren Gant of Panthers.com, said the Panthers added to the secondary today to provide some cover to an injury-thinned position. The team added former Mississippi State defensive back Colin Duncan. Duncan was in Rams camp earlier this offseason. Since they have a few cornerbacks, Greg Maben, Mac McCain, with injuries that have kept them out of recent practices, they needed some depth there heading into Friday's game to make room for them. The team placed wide receiver Demir Bird on injured reserve Demir Bird, of course, suffered a long-term hamstring injury during training camp. So they do have some more help at the cornerback position. If you want to watch Hard Knocks, if you want to look back 
at how this team performed in preseason game number one. I actually want to start with a question you have here on the top three Panthers under pressure, Wes. Cornerback, I actually thought that position looked pretty good, at least with the first four guys that you had that played in the beginning portion of this game. So if we like what Dante Jackson did, highest graded pro football focus player. I know you had a problem with J.C. Horn missing a tackle, but J.C. didn't get. Yeah, I mean, it was just something to bring up. Doesn't mean it was a bad performance, right? Like, I totally get it, though. Mm -hmm. You, You hope that he's able to clean those tackles up. What three players come to mind for you? If you want to give us one, if you want to give us all three, who are the players you think um, actually need to perform a lot better and have the most pressure on that? Well, you definitely want to start with the young pass rushers. I think YGM, I think he needs to flash a little bit more. The fact that uh, the shine came on from my man, um, Lord, his name escapes me. I'm looking at the depth chart right now. But, um, man. Anyway, uh, Amari Barno. There we go. The fact that Amari Barno came through and made a big play like that. I mean, YGM, he needs to play like that, or at least a play like that in this next game to to solidify himself or begin to, because you've only got two more opportunities left as far as games are concerned. So I would go to YGM first and foremost. Uh, He needs a Barno-like flash or two in this next game. Yeah, Amari Barno, um, he was somebody that certainly performed well with his sack beating Makai Becton and then the right guard trying to help him out as well, or left guard, I should say. So, YGM is a good one. I'll give you three. I'm going to cop out and give you just a position. We all know what position it is. It's right guard. Uh, Anybody, (laughs) all right? Please stand up. The starting right guard, as your boy Marshall Mathers might say. Can the real right guard please stand up? Because we haven't seen him. We didn't see him in preseason game number one. And that is the position we're all fearful of because Austin Corbett is not going to be back in week one. And he's trying to avoid the physically unable to perform list. And so if that's the case, then you're going to be without Austin Corbett at least for the first month of the season. I mean, that would be really disappointing to have the right guard ruin everything as far as an evaluation standpoint for Bryce Young. Hurting you winning football games because at the end of the day, that is what you need to do to quote Matt Rule at the end of the day, right? That's the most important thing. So right guard, hopefully Chandler Zavala is the answer. That's what I continue to hold out hope for, Wes. Can the guy that we all felt good about them drafting, him coming in, starting right before Austin Corbett can come back, and then you have some depth you feel good about if Austin Corbett has a little rust and needs to take another break, whatever. I'm holding out a lot of hope for Chandler Savala, and then I'll give you one more before we kick it back to you. Also on the offensive line, man, Icky, dominate this next game. I know it's a tough defensive line. I don't care who's out there. I know we joked about the defensive linemen. Hey, maybe we don't play Dexter Lawrence. Maybe we don't play some of these studs on the DL because we want Bryce Young to be as healthy as possible going into week one. But, man, we got a first-round pick at left tackle. I mean, we got someone we should feel good about. I still feel good about him. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad – he's going to be a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. I think Icky is going to be a very good left tackle. But let's show that in this game. Don't let anybody get by you. I don't care about a speed rush. I don't care about a stunt. I, he's going to start. So if you want to act like pressure means he might not start or might not make the roster, that's not what I'm going to be talking about with Icky. But maybe a little pride pressure. 
Don't let anybody beat you. Go out there and dominate like the sixth overall pick that you are. Yeah, and so I'm going to stay on the offensive line and go to the other side, Brady Christensen. We saw that he had a lot of trouble during the preseason. Well, he's right game. next to Aki Aquinas, so That's it is right. the left side. Yes, and so definitely him and uh, during the practices as well, we saw him getting worked in the practices on hard knocks from one Quentin Richardson. I get it. Richardson's one of the best, but he Wait, also gave up a sack in the preseason game. You went Quentin Richardson. You went old school L.A. Clipper, Quentin, Phoenix Sun, Quentin Williams. Yes, I'm sorry. Quentin, Quentin Richardson, Williams. though, that's a great DePaul about the reference. <laughs> we just talked about superpowers being able to pull colleges yeah. from a lot of the players in the NBA. Yes. How about a nice Quentin Richardson DePaul reference? And then I'll him. go back to the defense. Deion Jones. This was a guy that was thought to have lost a step. And mm. so you look at what he's got there. Pro Football Focus has him down for two missed tackles on the afternoon. You don't want to see that from your backup linebacker that you just brought in. He had a defensive grade of 29. So this is a guy that I don't think that the Panthers feel like that they are married to. I feel like if they brought him in, uh, this is a guy that could easily be let go just as much if they're not seeing what they want to see from him, as I said. So the two missed tackles, not a good look on him. And then you talk about Brady Christensen, the performance that he had at the left guard spot. I got another linebacker for you, Brandon Smith. Amari Barno yes. has been one of the most asked about guys on the text line. Brandon Smith, another one of those players. One performed well by getting a sack. One did not by missing a tackle at the end of the second quarter, allowing the Jets to score a touchdown if they were set up on the one-two yard line. If he makes that tackle, then they might get the first down, but you're probably settling for a field goal because you still had 30 yards to get a touchdown at that point. But he ran for 27. Abani Kanda, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, was able to set them yeah, up. Yeah, And Brandon Smith not being able to make that tackle. So with him having a real opportunity at linebacker depth too, it'd be one thing. Here we are talking about Derek Wright yesterday, asking if he can make the roster. We both bring up, that's a tough position to make the roster. Even with Demir Bird going on IR, man, it was already going to be tough for any of those guys. We didn't even have Demir Bird making the roster, right? We had the top five guys and Adam Thielen, LaVisca Chanel, Jonathan Mingo, Terrace Marshall Jr., who, by the way, we don't have a report, I don't believe, on as to if he's going to come back soon or later, how much time he's going to miss, what the injury is. We can continue to look that up. So we all know the guys that are going to be out there, DJ Chark. Then you have Shai Smith. Then it might be Derek Wright. So even if he's performing well, it's going to be tough. Brandon Smith didn't have that problem coming in. Kamu Gruje Hill had a great training camp, had four interceptions, and then I think actually played pretty well in preseason game number one. I think there might have been missed assignment, missed tackle or whatever, but still flying around to the football. Even if he gave you a bad play, thought there were multiple good plays that he showed you. So that's been consistent. Brandon Smith, second round pick. Everybody loved him last year. Still isn't performing well in practice. You're not hearing a lot about him. You're not seeing him play good football in the preseason game. This is a guy with a different regime, mind you. That brings a lot more pressure. Different regime. A lot of pressure on Brandon Smith. If he can perform well in this next game, that will, I think, go a long way for him to be you know, trying to pull himself back into the good side of the conversation because right now he's nowhere near. No, not at all. You've been hearing about him since OTA started as a guy that was kind of on the bubble and that 
he can't afford any missteps. So for him as well, you talked about the game that he had, those two missed tackles alongside Deion Jones as well, according to PFF. So he's definitely got to get uh, his house in order as well if he wants a chance at making this roster. All right, so who are some of the players you think have the most pressure in game two of the preseason? 704-570-9610, players with the most pressure. I went with a couple of people on the offensive line. If you want to be technical, I included like four guys trying to fight for that right guard spot because it's a position for me that has a lot of pressure on it. We'll be very thankful if the right guard position performs a lot better in game two. If the offensive line, Wes, doesn't finish as a top half unit that they did last year and that for the most part, we expected them to. If you think Icky is going to grow, which we both do, left tackle means a lot. Right tackle, even if you think Taylor Moten's a little overrated. Still comfortable with him at right tackle with some nice guard play. Once Corbett comes back, you get the idea. But if they don't perform on a first half level and instead they're ranked like 20th to even 22nd. What does that mean for Bryce Young, (laughs) Wes? Because we saw it go very poorly against the Jets. How much are you going to have to rely on all that process and we were talking about in the draft? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that makes you happy that you drafted a guy like this because you know the preparation is going to be on an A-plus level and he's going to need it. Because if you don't have an offensive line that's going to give you the requisite time, this is a guy that's going to need to come up to the line read the defense to a T, which we know that's going to be hard to do each and every snap, and be able to get the football out in a timely fashion. What did the great Tom Brady always do to negate pressure? When he would play the Baltimore Ravens or some of the better pass rushing units in the league, he would get the ball out quickly. Bryce Young is one of those types of quarterbacks where he knows that, hey, I've got to adjust to what's going on in the game, and he's such a preparation freak that he's going to come into the game as prepared as he needs to be. And so this is where it could get a little bit scary because you talk about this receiving core and it not being rated as a uh, a touted group, so to speak. A lot of people have panned this wide receiving core. So if you don't have guys that can get open immediately, Bryce Young has to hold the ball for that extra split second. It could get nasty. So that's why you need this offensive line to be one of the better units in the league. And this is with any team, but especially with the Panthers and a rookie quarterback, because there are going to be times during the game with Bryce as young as he is. He's going to get fooled. He's not going to know exactly what the defense is doing when the ball is snapped. That's going to give the defense that extra half second to a second to be able to get back there. So the Panthers can ill afford to have a unit in the offensive line that's in the bottom half of the league. It's just not going to work out well. They'll be back at the top of the draft, drafting once again, if that's the case. It's like what Robert Sala said on Hard Knocks in episode two when he was chastising the offensive line. It doesn't matter if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. It doesn't matter if you have an offensive rookie of the year at wide receiver. It doesn't matter if you have a deep running back room. If the offensive line and the guys up front don't play well or aren't putting in the work, aren't grinding as much as Salah would like them to, then that's a real nice way to completely blow it all up. Yes. Even if you have all this talent, and we maybe don't have a ton of talent at the wide receiver spot, but you have a good running back in Miles Sanders that you dished out a decent amount of money for, and you have a first overall QB that we all feel very good about going forward. The offensive line has to perform. I expect them to bounce back a lot better. I expect them to be a top half unit in the regular season, but there's no doubt about it. They did not play like that in the preseason game. Number one, speaking of Bryce young, speaking about hard knocks, here's Aaron Rodgers 
your boy, Wes, talking to Bryce <laughs> about the respect that Aaron Rodgers has for the first overall pick. What's up, stud? Good. Things going well? Good. Yeah. I like everything. I love it. It's been amazing. It's crazy when you're in one place forever. I can imagine. I can imagine. I hope that for you. Well, have fun out there, bro. Great to finally meet you, man. Big fan of yours. Same here. Yeah, thanks, bro. The stamp of approval from Aaron Rodgers when he spoke at the podium for Bryce Young. Fiddy is shaking his head. This is about your boy, though. I expected Wes to be shaking his head. Why are you doing so, Fiddy? I just... I just can't imagine hating that guy. Oh. I mean, here he is, this this gray-headed veteran shows up. It's hot as hell at Spartanburg and goes out of his way to introduce himself to Bryce Young and hopes he has the same type of long career he had in Carolina that he had in Green Bay. Hopefully, though, the Panthers support Bryce Young better than the Packers supported him in his 18 years with uh, with, with with Green Bay. Wes, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers like you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan, mm-hmm. but I don't hate him like you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people that do. I did used to know one, and he was in this room. He's even making <laughs> me frustrated with how right. he's talking you about him. You know what I'm Aaron saying? Rodgers. It's ridiculous. Like, it is a 100. I mean, it could not be more of the opposite take. Show. that wanted to join you on the foul line anytime you got blown for a foul, right? Right. Anytime. Fiddy was right there shooting those free throws with you. And now here he is saying, I can't imagine how you hate him when, what was it, three months ago? I mean, maybe a little bit longer than that. You were right there hating Aaron Rodgers. I have to imagine it gets annoying. I mean, just <laughs> character flaw at the highest of orders. It says a lot about it. It makes me not trust yeah. him as much uh, in tight situations. But yes, Josh does not in. need to kiss up every time. That's true. You yeah, don't, yeah, you don't need to do that for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why you're doing I don't that. know if this is the guy I want to be in the foxhole with, you know, the way that he can switch up. Mm-hmm. Turn coat. Joshua. I like K-Town Mafia. Can we start calling him Fitty Flopper? Or Fitty What about Fitty Flopper or Fitty Flipper? Flipper? I like Which that one, one do you like better? Fitty Flipper. All right, either one. He said, I remember when he hated Rogers, Lil and now Flip. he makes him sound like the second coming. I'm going to call him Lil Flip. <laughs> I like Lil Flip. <laughs> I do kind of like yeah. Lil Flip. All right. Yeah, Lil yeah, Flip. We could all agree on it. Yeah, Lil Flip. Uh, I like it as well. So the Lil nicknames from you, Lil Country and Lil Flip. Yeah, he needs to play that for the Fitty Flash. Now just play Flip, flip, flip. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Play on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. High school football, by the way, is back, and it all gets started tomorrow night with the 2023 High School Football Kickoff Night powered by Ortho Carolina. Action begins at 515 with Cox Mill facing off against Weddington, and then tune in to WFNZ at 8 p.m. to hear Independence versus Mallard Creek live from Memorial Stadium. Head to cltkickoffweekend.com. That's cltkickoffweekend.com for tickets and more information I, I was supposed to call that uh that that, that uh independence mallard creek game with west bryant i was just talking about that with our next guest nate wimberly of wbtv going into year 26 covering uh sports in the charlotte area hard to believe that's the case but uh, west bryant our boy backed out on me for he was he was plugging us as summerall and madden we were going to make our big broadcast crew debut tomorrow night but apparently west just had something else to do come on westby man come on come on west how are you buddy you got you got you got to do better than that west come you know on, let's now. just move on from west bryant let's not even talk about west bryant how you been How's man, i'm good been? i'm good i'm excited man high school football starts tomorrow I'm, I'm kind of tired of uh, preseason football. Are you? And, and talking about camps and stuff like that. You don't it's like time, talking season? No, no, no. We, we need to get to the real bullets. Yes, And we the do. real bullets start tomorrow for high school teams in our area. Well, that's true. Well, that, yeah, so I would say tomorrow are like the, the appetizer bullets, mm-hmm. but then Friday night, we get East Rutherford and Bessemer City on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told Nate when he walked in, I was like, I, I need at least oh. an eight-minute preview of Bessemer City Ooh. and East Rutherford to keep the bit going. You got anything for me? I, I don't know if I got eight minutes. It's gonna be. It's going to be a great... It's going to be a great game. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Hope springs eternal. Everybody's got a shot at winning the state championship. Everybody's 0-0. Bessemer City's 0-0. East Rutherford's 0-0. Somebody's going to get it up. There you go. There you go. We got Chase High School <laughs> alums checking in saying that they're, they're throwing up in their mouths when I mentioned Bessemer City and East Rutherford. <laughs> uh, we got North Iredell checking in right now. We got the Raiders. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you're going go to go to, uh, you know, with Bessemer City, somebody's wanting me to throw out that Grandma Hoyt's Country Buffet is the place to go in Bessemer City. So I'll, I'll get that mention in. Okay. Shout out to Grandma Hoyt's. But Absolutely. getting back to the seriousness, or uh, I'll try my best of this conversation, <laughs> some great high school football in this region. It's going to be on display for the next couple of games. It, days. Is there a game that you're most looking forward to? Uh, the, the Keep Pound Classic. Yeah. Uh, Providence Day Northwestern. That's going to be the best game of the weekend. You know, it, it's kind of a, I wouldn't, it's kind of hard to call it David and Goliath because, you know, Providence Day is so good, but Northwestern is going to have the advantage as far as, you know, players on the team. They're not going to have many guys that's going to go both ways. Providence Day is probably going to have just about everybody going both ways. So by the third quarter, they're going to be a little gassed. So it's just going to be, but that that talent that they do have, top-end talent, great players, D1, Power 5 guys. So uh, that's going to be a very interesting game to see if, if Providence Day can jump out to a lead and kind of make Northwestern try and chase them down. Because if Northwestern gets out early, it's going to be hard for Providence Day uh, to to come back and be able to have enough in the end to to get the win. So it's going to be a it's a it's a it's a very interesting matchup there because you you're going to see a lot of guys on that field that are going to be playing in NFL stadiums uh, in about four to five years. Oh yeah, there's, yeah. there's a ton of talent on yeah. both sides. Let, yeah. Let's let's jump to tomorrow night's early game though, real quick because that's one that. I think it's going to have a lot of interest with people. Cox Mill and uh, and Weddington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Shipley, with the pride of Weddington, is poised for a big year at Clemson, yep. but you know, he's a couple of years removed. What, what does this one look like, and what's the outlook for both these teams? Uh, Weddington, kind of a, I wouldn't say a surprise. They, they've been, they were really good for years at 3A, moved up to 4A, and everybody was like, can they really compete at 4A? 
ladies and gentlemen, they made it to the Western Regional Finals in 4A football last year. Wellington is just fine. They bring back the quarterback, Tyler Budge. He's a commit to uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, they, they, they got a lot of talent coming back. Uh, Cox Mill is a little bit of a, a question mark. They got a new head coach. They've been playing well lately, but their coach uh, left there, and he's the new head coach at Huff. So they're going to be bringing in a new head coach. They got a, a lot of new pieces. So, you know, Wellington on paper is the favorite to win this game, but yeah, you, you never know. You never know what what will happen in between those lines on on a Thursday night, not a Friday <laughs> night, but I'm sorry, a Thursday <laughs> afternoon at five fifteen. Ooh, let's hope it's not too heated. Oh, yeah. No, we got Nate Wimberly, WBTV, in studio with us. And by the way, if you have a high school football question, now's a good time to get it in. I'll take the best ones, and I'll pass those to Nate Absolutely. Wimberly across the way. Uh, for instance, I got I got people texting in. Wes Meck, baby. Creston Gaffney coming in. Yes. Uh, South Point Red Raiders all the way. Yes. Uh, Brad Lee is saying Julius Chambers alum. Uh, well, Vance alum, baby. The, the march to greatness returns. But we'll get to as much as that as we can. <laughs> but the, the Mallard Creek Independence game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of people that have looked at me and said, man, what what that game would have looked like eight years ago, oh. 10 years ago. So, I mean, is that how you had the same reaction? Is that how you feel? A- absolutely. Uh, a lot has changed for both programs uh, over the years, but Independence is on the way back with uh, Coach DJ McFadden, who, who played on those one of those state championship games, the seventh straight that Independence had, went on to East Carolina's back at his alma mater. He's got them pointed in the right direction. They were co-conference champs last year, won 11 games. Uh, they've got a lot. The quarterback is back. Uh, they got another guy. That's a defensive back who's committed to Virginia Tech. Uh, so, but Mallard Creek, it, it, you know, once uh, Coach Mike Palmieri left and went to go coach high school in Georgia, uh, there was kind of a lull there. And, and Kennedy Tinsley came in from Greensboro area. It's taken him three years. He's finally got that his culture in. You know, it was a complete shift, a complete change. They completely changed the coaching staff there. And it's taken three years. Last year they won eight games. They they, they lost a lot off that team, but they, they still have some guys coming back, including uh, Benjamin Black. Uh, he's headed to Rutgers. So he's got some talent. He's only got six starters back, but – the culture. Once they, once the thing about high school football, once you build that culture, you can kind of shift and, and and change players, and you can just keep it rolling once that culture is built. Kennedy Tisley has done that at Mallet Creek. The Creek is back. Them Creek boys are back. <laughs> so that game tomorrow night, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, I can't wait for yeah. it. I, yeah. I'm really excited. By the way, the name you were looking for, Quentin Reddish. Yes, was the there name you, you go. were looking for, for. Independence, yes. Heck of a player. Yes. Uh, heck of a player. Yes. Let me let me get some of these listener questions coming in for oh. Nate, Nate Wimberly, WBTV. I got a lot of them coming in. Let's go. Uh, we had just, somebody just asked point blank, uh, Nate, who's winning 3A this year? Woo! Who's um, winning 3A? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this with, with confidence. Even though East Lincoln has one of the best running backs in the state coming back, it won't be East Lincoln. Um they just they're just too young right now. Uh, but give them a couple years, East Lincoln will be back uh, again. Uh, the three A is just such a toss up. Chris is going to be good this year. That, that you you mentioned Chris Gaffney. That's going to be a good game right there. Uh, uh, Gaffney's coming into Chris, so we're, we're going to see what Chris is made of this year very early. Uh, but you know it, it's kind of a toss up in three A. You know South Point's going to be good. Uh, Chris is going to be good. It's kind of hard for me to kind of nail down one team that's going to win 3A this year. Just going to be honest. Wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Well, wide and look, the, the same guy just came and he's like, you know what? Never mind. Give me 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. <laughs> and, <laughs> we're not going to quite do that to you. We're him. not going to do everything. We're not going to do everything. But, but, 1A, drawn is going to be good. Drawn had a great season last year. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, said, hey, and we don't have any great teams in 1A. Drawn came in and said, excuse me, mister, uh, we're pretty good. And they made a deep run in the state playoffs. 2A, uh, another one of those. It's hard to, 2A and 3A are the most hard, they're the hardest 
hardest classifications to figure out who's going to win a state championship because there are so many great teams, so many great programs. Burns is good. Shelby's good. I mean, there's just so Monroe. Monroe is going to be a fantastic team this year at 2A. So there are so many great teams at 2A and 3A. You kind of get a good feeling for 4A, but, you know, 2A and 3A, Always a tough. Yeah, well, and the one A, the one A teams don't get as much love, right? So I always want to give the one A teams as much love as possible. The, the, the problem with it is, is we don't have a lot in our area. Right. Most of those one A teams are mountain schools. Which yep. They play a, t- a totally different brand of football. Oh, they're just, playing the single wing and stuff still. Smash my football yep. all the time, and when some uh, a Charlotte team goes up there, they'll wet down the field and make it muddy and slow it down the track and make it their type of game. So we hadn't really had a good one A team or good one A program since Albemarle and T A McClendon. Went to NC State, so uh, we just don't have a lot of good 1A teams, but and that's why I kind of was just dismissive and was like, eh, we don't have any. And Drone came out and, and played well, and Drone's going to be a good team again this year. They got a lot coming back, so we could finally have a 1A state championship for the first time since Albemarle way back when. How about so that? It, it would be great to see. That'd be amazing. Yes. That'd be so and cool. D. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Wimberly, WBTV in studio. 704 number said, who's the best player in the area this year? Do we have to just say Jaden Davis that and move on? Stop. Okay. We'll stop. All right. Jade, you'll see him, by the way, at, the, at Bank of America. <laughs> yes. Providence Day, Jaden Davis committed yeah. to the University of Michigan. Why Michigan, by the way? I, I never, I always wondered about that. He, he said he feels, he feels like it's home. It feels like it's family with, with Coach Harbaugh, and Harbaugh had a lot to do with him being there. So uh, he just, it, it, it shocked me when he made it, and I was like, okay. So I mean, it, we'll see. We'll see if it works. We'll see if it works out. It's a long way from home. It is. It is. But yeah, it's, and it's going to be very cold. Yes, it is. <laughs> going to be very cold. That lake effect snow is no joke, buddy. Let me tell you what. He's going he to he find out very quick. <laughs> very quickly. By the way, phone lines uh, starting to ring a little bit. 704-570-9610. The Out of Exile phone lines brought to you by Chris in Huntersville are back as of yesterday. So, I mean, while we've got Nate, if somebody wants to sneak in a phone call, I, I can't take many. But if, if, you're, if you take advantage of the opportunity, I'll slide you in. Durs from Huntersville wants to know from Nate, what's Huff look like this year? I played and graduated from there in 13. Love hearing all the high school football talk on here. So what about Huff? What are we thinking? It's a new day, new coach. Right. Uh, the coach, uh, I believe it's, I can't remember his last name, but he came from Cox Mill. Uh, sh- There's going to be some young talent, but the talent they got is 1A talent. I mean, it's Division Deshaun One. Deshaun Baker. Deshaun Baker. They they they've got Division One talent, but it's young. And this that's another interesting game. And I kind of hate that they're both running at the same time. You got Providence Day and Northwestern at, at playing at the same time as Burns and Huff. It's it's tough to because you know we'll have you covered. We're gonna have highlights from both games on Saturday night. But uh, Huff's gonna be pretty good. Um, don't be alarmed if they they lose this first game. It's a very tough game. And just like I said. New coach, a lot of new players, but I think by the end of the year, they're going to be rolling. So, you know, be patient, be patient with Huff. They're going to have a good season. All right, Bell, be uh, somebody wants to know, first game of the season, Shelby and Kings Mountain. You got any thoughts? That is our football Friday night game of the week this hey. week. And we're going to be there this Friday night. Uh, Kings Mountain, uh, they got a new head coach, Straight Heron. He coached at South Point Rock Hill, won five state championships down there with that juggernaut. He was an assistant coach when Jadavion Clowney and, and Stephon Gilmore were, were there. Uh, he took over as head coach, kept the winning going. Uh, he's the new head coach at Kings Mountain. Uh, they're going to have another good season. They're another one of those 3A teams that's that's a probable to win a state championship. The only problem with them is right now they have a, they've got a three quarterback race. And, you know, the day before a game, 
or two days before the game, if you got three quarterbacks that you're still trying to decide, you got some problems. So Coach Heron's going to have to figure that out. Shelby last year, another one of those two eight programs that's they're always a threat to win a state championship. Seven and five last year, bouncing the second round of the playoffs. That didn't go over well in Shelby. So they're going to be ready to go this year. They're going to bring in a new uh, quarterback in Land Farmer. But uh, Isaiah Bridges, the wide receiver, they, they got a lot of talent coming back. Shelby's going to be right there again. You know, the Cleveland County football is some of the best football in the oh. state of North Carolina. All four schools are great. Burns is going to be great. Uh, Crest, Shelby, it just. In that Cleveland County, you can't go wrong with a high school football game in Cleveland County. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 